Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Thursday night Masters edition of the Shotgun Start. It is November 12th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing phenomenal. What a day. It was a great day. It was a great day. You know, it didn't go off, you know, there was a hitch. Didn't go off without a hitch. They had a rain delay, two hours, 47 minutes this morning. It's a little bummer, you know, with all the anticipation that that's... So much of the Masters is finally arriving because it's usually in April and you've waited through the winter for that first major championship, men's major championship round. And, uh, you know, we had a little bit of a hitch, but it was fantastic all the way through. There was just coming fast and furious before the TV. Then when the TV came, Augusta looked beautiful. I thought, it, you know, it didn't play probably like it normally does. Just a great day all around. Tiger played well. Bryson was an absolute circus of entertainment. Uh, it was just a fabulous day of Masters tournament golf, in my opinion. Can I tell you, you know, dirt, uh, a little secret? Mm-hmm. I didn't mind the rain delay. I didn't either. I, I was. <laughs> I didn't need golf just smacking me in the face at seven thirty a.m. Quite honestly, I, I didn't well, mind it either. I think. I think our our experience of majors <laughs> is a little bit different. You know, it's, it's yeah. technically work. Yeah. But uh, yep. it, it allowed me to do some stuff that I wouldn't have done normally in my day, which was nice. Right. You know, I, right. I, I'm a prisoner right. of the couch, you know, on these major championship days. And it gave it gave me some freedom. But we're going to be playing catch up all week now. And uh, I thought it was nice that it was a delay because what it did was it didn't create the, oh, well, he got a tough draw because he was in the morning because they came out of it and it was beautiful out. Um, and it hey. looks like the weather has turned where it's supposed to be really nice the rest of the weekend. So it it avoided that, you know, that hanging that we get a lot of times with the open where it's like, well, he just caught a tough end of the draw and the draw won't be a factor. Yep. What'd you make of, uh, there's some minor controversy to my opinion about sending them out at all this morning that they, you know, did they do it so they could do the sort of the pomp and circumstance of the honorary starters thing? Like what? I, I don't know. And then they were forced to play the ball down. I don't think they would ever play the ball lift preferred lies ever, ever at the masters. I, I, I just don't see that happening. Um, they were obviously confined to that, you know, once they had started the day with the for whatever it was, 20 minutes. Was did you have an issue with that? No. I, we aren't on the ground, so we couldn't it see. It wasn't what the raining. Conditions were. It wasn't raining. And you you I get think the, it started raining in the middle of the honorary shot thing. I think you get guys out and you get as many, especially with what they're dealing with, with limited light, you know, full field. You're try mm-hmm. get get the guys out and get as many many holes in as you can because 
if you think about it, like Rory, Rory's group, they're on 10 green right now. If they mm-hmm. didn't start, I think Corey Connor, that first group was on the third hole, right? Okay. That so, sounds about right. You know, that's they're two holes back. Now they're on eight, you know, and it, it, yeah. it makes a difference tomorrow. It'll make a difference. And uh, I thought one of the things, I think the best thing, Rory always seems now to be shaky on the first day. This is the best case scenario for Rory McIlroy fans because he's only got to play nine holes. Yeah, he only played nine holes. He gets to go out tomorrow, and it's he's 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 rid himself of the first day, which traditionally he plays great the rest of the week. Avoid Texting avoids with- going into the holes that he could have a real car crash. Played a really sloppy front nine, but tomorrow's a new day, and and typically if you throw out his first round scoring. And these majors, he's been nails. Yeah, that's not a bad not a bad point. I guess he's murdering the ball. According to Kyle Porter's on the ground was texting me that. He says he's hitting it well. His wedges do not look particularly sharp. But uh it was an enjoyable what what'd you make of the uh enjoyable day? What'd you make of the conditioning? What'd you make of the play, how it played? It was um Dartboard tour. Dart I mean, let's look. They got a ton of rain though. It's not what, like they well, set it up for that. Something you can't you can't protect I, against. Uh, they have to water a ton for the overseed, and it uh-huh, it rained right. a ton. So, what are you gonna do? You know that's they've been watering the shit out of it since basically labor, right? Since they overseeded around whatever that be Labor Day or something, end of August. And Augusta National September. is also like one of the few world class golf courses that is not built on sand. That's the other thing. So you know the water just doesn't run through the ground like it does at some other places that are blessed to be built on sand. Um, I thought what the difference was, was it mitigated the severe car crashes that we see at Augusta, the round ruiners, the Mm -hmm. places where people put themselves in the spot and then all of a sudden double bogey comes out of anywhere, like out of Mm -hmm. just in a blink of the eye, you know, you hit one bad shot and you got a double on your card. And that's what I think, we were, we missed out on. Hopefully by Saturday afternoon, we start to see things get a little bit crispier. The weather forecast looks good. The one thing I'll say is that with the fall, where the light comes up, it's not the light doesn't get high in the sky, and the light's not in the sky very long, so it doesn't dry out like it would in yeah. in, in April. Um, it stays damp. Yeah, sounds very humid down there too. For at least for November, it's humid. Um, umid uh, it, umid umid uh, th- to your point i think there was one with the carnage justin thomas was like short-sighted in a bunker in the back oh, seven and th- i think yeah. it was seven maybe yeah yeah it's just like that ball is like going down the hill or something like that maybe it, but you can get it to stop it, it's it's easier to avoid that real carnage um westy got a good break just... when he got that semi-fried egg in 12 you know in the back oh bunker. yeah like that right. was a really Stayed good up, break. Yeah, that it hit it to the front of the green without yeah. going down in the creek. He yeah. did not hit a good shot there. One thing that just kind of jo- going off, just flying off the cuff here. They just jogged my, you know, brain as you talked. It's so interesting how we, how these tournaments become branded. So, this, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it, it looked. When the balls were hitting the turf, it looked like TPC sawgrass in March. I'm not saying it looked like that with the drone, right? But when the approach shot would land, 
but we're okay with that. It's Augusta National. They got rain. They got, you know, it's November. If this were like Wingfoot last week, do you think people would be losing their shit? Even if, even if they were getting rain, they're like, oh, the USGA has gone soft. Uh, they Well, they got an inch of rain. Like, well, it doesn't matter. They've probably been water. It's just interesting how Augusta like kind of can have it set up however they want, more or less. It could be played really hard. It could play it could play tough or it could play really you know on the easier side scorable side i should say but they just don't have to live to these odd standards it's just very it's very different so that's augusta all gets quite a benefit of the doubt um when it comes to a lot of things with with golf um you know i, I think they aren't held to the but that's all built in on everything we've talked about with Clifford Roberts and, you know, how they handled the press and how they built this tournament and the popularity and the fanfare. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's nothing you can do when mother nature and no, the people that people that might be not. complaining about it when it was at Winkfoot are just idiots. And that's pure and simple. I, know, you know. I, know. I, I was just, I was just thinking about it last to our last major and how that was such a story about how it was too soft out there and then watching the day. And, and I know today I wasn't, you know, if they could help it, it wouldn't have been like that. I mean, the balls are t- uh, Rory's plugged. They're embedded on six almost right. Coming down the hill. It's it just, it, just the way it is right now so yeah uh it feels like though we are headed for um this will be the wet and softest it, it will be yes. all week was today so that's a good thing i don't think that, right. i don't think it's gonna be bouncy at all this no. week um no the, the the mud balls actually might be worse tomorrow than they were today mud balls why do you say that i in general i think mud balls are worse the day after a big rain than they are the day of. Why do you say that? What do you mean? It's something I, I don't know why. What the science? Just in my personal experience, okay. mud accumulates worse the day when it because it starts to like it. It becomes less mushy, and it becomes like that thicker mud that just like will like cake on to stuff. Glom on. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's yeah, no no kitty about. litter though this year. I was I was thinking no. of when I said when I went for a run this morning, and all I could think about <laughs> was your story. You should enlighten people about that story in case people might might have missed it. But last year, the what you saw out of the it explained the kitty litter too. Well, like Augusta National throws down this, I don't know what it is mixture because they've got a ton of foot traffic, and every year it seems like they get a rainstorm, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday or it's both days or it's, and they've got a ton of bodies moving through there and they just all becomes mud right it becomes a, a mud trail and they throw this green sort of kitty litter mixture it, it, it's not kitty litter but that's how you would describe it down so it looks green on tv obviously provides traction it makes sure you're not just literally walking through pure mud and what was it that tiger's you know hit his ball way right on on 11 twice into the and it's just a total mud fest down there and he did, took a divot off the, the a patch of divot or a patch of letter out, out of there. And what one woman picked it up, it was like Sunday, maybe Saturday, Saturday probably. She picked it up and she ate it because it was Tiger's <laughs> divot. The prim and proper patrons of Augusta National. I, I can't I can't tell you like the stuff does not smell pleasant. Like those trails going through. A lot of those holes, it does not smell pleasant after you get a lot of foot traffic in a rainstorm or two. And yeah, none of that this year. No issues with that this what, year. What did um, you think of Tiger today? Amazing. Tiger, 
Tiger had a hell of a day in just in my house. So set aside the play. Didn't you love the anecdote that he has having Charlie play with blades because he wants to learn? He wants him to learn without playing with all the for, those like cheap forgiving clubs. Great story. Awesome. Amazing. Cool. Cool little. I don't forget where that was from. The Faldo or the Champions Dinner. Uh, next bit that really kind of warmed my heart with Tiger was player and Nicholas saying like it was the most emotional and softest and kindest they've ever seen Tiger on Tuesday night hosting the champions dinner. So I was already, it already feels like he is just approaching this week as less of like the Tiger, like death stare. I have to win sort of thing as like just. I don't know, just happy and, and appreciative of being able to strut around as the defending champ, being able to be there at all. And of course, now he turns it around as far from ceremonial and shoots a 68. It, there was like a confidence. I mean, I, I don't think he ever lacks really confidence, but there was sure. like a quiet confidence about him in, in his press conference where he's like, listen, I I think I can win this year. And, and I, it almost from the questioning, the tone of the questions, people were just writing them off. And I've, yeah. I think we've been both been on the record of, you know, recently, nothing surprises me with Tiger anymore. It's, it could be a miscut. It could be a WD. It could be a win. And it's like, you, you just don't know when they're coming anymore. Like Zozo last year around this time of the year, he just popped in there and played unbelievable golf. Right. And we hadn't seen much good golf from him in, in a while because of, you know, we had that Ryder Cup debacle and everything. And then this year he hasn't done anything of note, really. You know, I think he finished 71st or 72nd at the Zozo last start, but he comes in and he looks pretty good. I, I, I watched I think the I think the benefit of this every shot thing, the best thing about it is. You know, when everything's going on, you got six different screens going at once, you miss stuff. And it's so cool that, you know, golf one week a year has what like football and basketball analysts have, like essentially a condensed version to see every single shot of a player. And I watched, went through Tiger's shots and, you know, he didn't do anything spectacular. And I think we've said this a lot last year during his, his win. The guy just knows how to play the golf course. It's just like right. he didn't he hit some wipey drives, you know, in in the places he could wipey drives. He didn't hit dr- hit the driver great. But he just he took advantage of the par 5s on the back nine, didn't make bogeys and like there he is, five uh, four under, you know, three shots back of Paul Casey, which I don't think anybody's Worried about Paul Casey running away uh, and hiding. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Huh? Okay. Has Paul Casey I, ever thing... ran away and hit with a no, golf tournament? No, he, you're right. The way okay. he wins right. is when he comes from seven shots back on Sunday and you're it right. doesn't know he's in contention. <laughs> I'm not worried about Paul Casey run, running out ahead. There's, there's, for a decade now, it feels like there's a, a there's a tenseness when the camera comes to Tiger and he's on the tee box. And you're, it's, it's like, not like you expect it to go bad, but there's a tension like that. This this could be like a hard hook, or he could really just block this. And I didn't get any of that today. He just it felt like he was just he would hit the wipey one, he would hit the baby fade, even on some of these tight tighter corridors. He just felt like he was quick on the follow through, pick up his tee. Um, the shot tracer 
course, helps a little bit now in the modern age. But there was just with Tiger, as, as great as he's been, whenever the camera is like, okay, here's Tiger on the whatever, 10th tee, it's kind of like you kind of clench up a little bit. Like, ah, I, it's not like I know he's going to hit one bad, but it, it feels imminently possible. So, but none of that, none of that today. Total control, really smooth, really impressive. First, I think they mentioned it only 125 times, but his first bogey-free opening round at Augusta National. I I got to think lo- I got to think starting on 10 really helped him. Why? Cuz he avo- avoided the first hole bogey with like a, you know, yeah. an inevitable snap hook or block right off the first tee. Rory got the first hole bogey. Oh yeah, god. Wasn't that Rory? It's just so frustrating to watch him play so, like it's it's like he it's just unbelievable how like he plays awful he shoots even like it's just you can tell he played awful and shot even and like he didn't take it he didn't make anything and it's like even par (laughs) uh yep what was your biggest surprise of the day what surprised you most on on the opening round i'd have to say larry mize out there that's a good one Six birdies, I think. Is that it? I think he had six birdies. Tied the thick boy. What was the club head speed or the ball speed? They had the track man on one of the tee shots and he hit 145. <laughs> so, you know, you remember like Bryson in the lead up, you know, screaming 208, getting himself pumped up with techno music and, and, and you know, <laughs> screaming after it. And then Larry Mize is out there. Another shot I saw, which if you go back and watch some of my shots, you know, watch watch yep. his round. Just go to the eighth hole and watch his second shot. He hits a fairway wood about like two hundred yards. <laughs> I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Birdies. He hit a fairway wood from the middle of the fairway. He hit it like a good fairway wood. It went two hundred yards. He birdied four. Holy shit! That's a hard hole to birdie. Although some guys it, had chances the there. He was up today, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I, how about Westy hitting a hybrid? 239. I, wasn't Bryson hitting like nine irons on 15? And then I, they go to Westy. Of course, he, he hit it like 30 yards over the green <laughs> off a bad bounce. I thought that was going to go I, in the water. <laughs> how about his, him marking where Kokrak's ball dribbled in? I mean, Would just, you, you characterize him as such a sportsman? Yeah, sportsman. We were talking on the phone. You were picking your kids up. And when it happened, I didn't know what you were trying to describe to me. He's like, "Oh, he put a T down." I was like, "What does that mean?" Then I saw the pictures later. So. Just a, tr- a uh, true sportsman, like he's a self-described sportsman, and I I agree with his assessment of himself. He looks trim too. He's really yeah. He he looks you know I think uh, the COVID has been great for him. No no lavish trips. No you know lavish you know less lavish dining. Um, uh-huh. more time in the gym, mm. more time on the Peloton and, uh, Less time in the pub. Yeah. You know, he, uh, God, he, how are you feeling about him? How are you feeling? He stalled out a little bit. This was, was a, hot this out was of a, gate. A, just a pure, this is a pure classic vintage Westy round, just flagging stuff on the, he hit an unbelievable shot on five, you know, got the twirl. And and he said, I, I can't remember exactly. He said he said, Oh, be be right, baby. I mean, and when a lot of guys say that, it's like four feet. This thing landed like six inches from the hole. <laughs> like, yeah, you, like, you right, don't hear Wesley right. say that very often. 
Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it was like right. a long iron, just like flagged one. And I mean, and, uh, and you He's know, just he's like, just, oh, oh, huh, huh. he like nods his head, like, oh, that could be good. But instead, it's be right, baby. Yeah, he doesn't do that very often. He gets he gets up to the top of the leaderboard. He finds out he's there, and then it's just then it's just <laughs> you know par par golf shoots one over on the back nine. Doesn't take advantage of the par fives on the back nine. So you know Wesley Wesley and Paul Casey are kind of similar. Where they these guys need they aren't they aren't front runners. You know this he's yeah. not going to win. He's not going to win this running away. You just got to have him keep it in it and hope he hits it so close he can't miss on Sunday. Biggest surprise for me, uh, Nick Faldo, more or less like out and out calling for a roll, uh, uh, some sort of equipment rollback of some sort. How about like, that? We got to get back to a point where the striking matters. I was wondering if he's. This is the one week a year. Like these are his. This is his official stance. This is the only week of the year he's where the sh- chains are off. When he's not in Lupland on the call of a PGA Tour broadcast, he can actually articulate it. But it was uh, a pretty direct and sort of uh, I mean it was I don't think he was actually beating around the bush right I mean it, it seemed like you got to get back to where the strike matters and this it doesn't right now yeah this, what he said the game is in a time where you have to look at the equipment to just bring just bring back the striking ability we have to make things a little more difficult to reward the ones who can really uh, can strike it really well love it I mean, um, of course, he's one of the all-time strikers himself. But can I say something? I, Felda wasn't yeah. wasn't bad today. He was pretty good. That's a couple now. A couple times in a row, I think you said you were you you liked Faldo, or maybe you just liked him more at Wingfoot than Azinger. I can't remember. He you is complimented him a bit. I'm I'm going to say that he is better than Azinger at this job. Maybe the problem is we just see him every week and like, of course, he's going to mail it in in Memphis and mail it in at, you know, wherever else. Maybe that's it. Or it's just fatigue around him. So I don't know. All right. Wow. He, he, Nick Faldo, come back. Come back of the year. Come back player of the year. You think Steve he Stricker could run. add some insight at a place he won three times too, you know? Yeah, right. This right. is a, I, I was thinking about it too today um, when I saw Longer hit that shot. It's kind of sad that, like, Sandy Lyle's out there playing. Olathobel's out there too. playing. Yep. Uh, Longer's out there playing. Faldo's won it three times. And it's really sad that he's not going to get to be the, you know, the past champion that plays out to, like, and gets that pop that pop and circumstance out to, his, like, mm-hmm. last year. Like, I the game obviously went and he lost interest but it's sad yeah. that he just he doesn't get to be remembered the way he should be this week because he's not playing. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. All right, let's do a quick ad read for our friends at BixbyCoffee.com. Ins- our ho- instead instead of getting remembered and playing, he's going to get coverage takes lobbed at, at him like grenades all fucking weekend. Yeah. Like, think about that. That sucks for Ripped him. Uh, yeah, it's a good point ripped on all right let's do an ad read for our friends at bixbycoffee.com the shotgun holiday blend is now live it's up on the website bixbycoffee.com it's got the uh new logo with the flag it's got hints of graham crackers cinnamon milk chocolate Mm -hmm. it's a combination peruvian peruvian do you think bryson would like it hints of uh, milk chocolate chocolate. (laughs) yeah 
I don't think Bryson puts caffeine in his body. I don't think he drinks coffee. He doesn't drink alcohol. Protein and milk chocolate, I think. Or uh, chocolate milk, I guess, is all I'd say. Uh, so that is up on the website. And a special... So if you want to gift this, if you are a member, you're a subscriber to Shotgun Start Blend, this is a good gift. This is a holiday gift. It will get consumed. It will get enjoyed. It will be sipped all through the holiday season. Uh, you can, we have like a concierge there. Yeah. Paulina, which I don't know if this is a person's name or it's a shout out to, you know, Bryson's fiance in perpetuity. DJ. Uh, but me? Paulina. Not Bryson. I'm sorry. DJ's. Oh, crap. <laughs> DJ's fiance. But Paulina at Bixby, if you email her at hi at BixbyCoffee.com, she will set it up. You just say, hey, my name is Joe, Joe Blow. I'm sending a, a bag, a gift bag to my friend, uh, Joe Smith. Here's the address, and boom. She'll take care of it. She'll charge your card that's already on file as a subscriber. And, I think this is a... And if you ahead. say, I want to include this note. Gift message. Yeah, a gift message. She'll put a note. They'll put a note in. They'll, they'll type that up and do all that. So Paulina, hi at BixbyCoffee.com. Uh, they'll send the holiday blend off as a gift. That is up on the website as well if you want to switch or if you just want to switch. Say you're a subscriber, you want to switch off the normal roast into the holiday blend for the next month or two, do that. So hi at BixbyCoffee.com. And just in general, right, to- this is a great way to support the pod. We get, we Full disclosure, we make money off this. It's, you know, in a sense, <laughs> we do. Bix- Bixby came to us and said, hey, let's be partners in this coffee yeah. enterprise. So this is like our coffee they don't pay us for advertising we we get paid based off of you know people buying the coffee yeah and you guys have this year so we appreciate it there are also like our og kind of sponsor the bixby house was you know the experience it was based off of of their support so all right um what else you want to do the thick boy real quick yeah why not He's all over the place. Joe Pita, Magic Rat SF on Twitter, says it's the best putty round he's ever had there. Maybe he is. Maybe we did hear a little few more rumblings about that Greens reading book that he is memorizing. Might have purchased it. (laughs) Okay, so say he has it and he memorized it. I my first question I don't I don't I have a question if he actually has one. But then if he does have it, like who made it? When did they have access? Is it accurate? I, so that's a separate question. I, I, I've not sold on the whole, he got a greens reading book and memorized it thing, but it was his best putting performance ever. Not by a lot. What do you gain? Like 0. 0.49 strokes I think it was, on the field. It was something like that. Very small amount. It was Unadju- so unadjusted strokes. Game. It was so wonderful to watch him have to sit down and read a putt though. That, that alone made, makes every year worth it for me is watching instead of like it, watching these guys read putts the way that every other golfer in the world reads putts as opposed to the, right. you know, lucky 1000 or so golfers that either play a high level division one golf uh, or on a professional tour that provides them like you talk about it, all the people are like, oh, you can't, you know, roll back. It's like the game's bifurcated so much as is right now. And it's bifurcated the wrong way where these guys have an advantage over every single, you know, amateur in the world by better equipment, uh, you know, equipment that's not available to to amateurs and books that tell them every minute little contour in a green. And it's just... 
it's one of my favorite things is watching guys that usually have their head buried in their green reading book squatting down to read a putt. And then like looking it. confused when they miss a six-footer because that's what happens yeah. to everybody else, and it doesn't happen on the PGA Tour. So he was a ride through the first hour or so of the tournament. Hard to even keep up on the My Group or on the Feature Group stream. Uh, so he... 10 is event, you know, uneventful, more or less. 11, you know, he hits a provisional OB. The driver was just not working. 13, he was a mess. He tried to punch out of the what pine did, straw. What did went. he say at the U.S. Open about something breaking down his, uh, his uh, what was that word? Accumulator or uh, something broke oh. down. His, uh, yeah, governor. Governor, <laughs> right? Wasn't his governor? He, he went out there with a broken governor today. <laughs> I mean... To the point where by the 18th hole, he was hitting three wood. He was not even hitting driver on 18. All we heard about all week was how he's going to do what I call the woozy rope, right? Where you just turn it over hard and pound it up past the bunker because it opens up there and you just then hit it up the hill. He's not even, I mean, he was hitting three wood on 18. It sounded like he just totally lost confidence in the driver, but he kind of got it back. And by, I guess, his 18th hole, the ninth hole, he was, you know, I think he hit it 364 over the corner on nine. Shoots a 70 after uh, with a double, you know, early on. I don't have much else to add. He's, he's you know, complete entertainment at this point. He has sucked up all the oxygen, all the ink this week. Do you have any reaction, anything you want to pop him on, anything you want to praise him on after this first round? I mean, I have to say it was a making par on 11 and then only making yes. double on 13. We could look back. He might not win, and Shane Bacon pulled the like the last winner to make a double bogey on a par five at Augusta was Jack Nicklaus in '72. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we might look back on it and say, "Oh, that double cost him the tournament." It's it's a certainly you know, but the fact that he hung in there after kind of like a disaster, like he did not hit the ball well today and shot seventy is is impressive. And I think part of that is what we talked about, like there wasn't much bite in the golf course. And that it definitely helped Bryson today. But, I mean, nine was incredible. Like, nine was everything that we, we he talked about. Uh, and everything, every big advantage. I thought on the front nine, five and nine just showed, even though he had a horrible second shot on five, the, the huge advantage that his length gives him out here where he just sailed it over the bunkers on five that, you know, a road was taken down for and you know 15 rerouted 15 million dollars was spent or some you know ridiculous sum of money was spent to lengthen the hole and keep it relevant for decades to come and it's irrelevant one year later um and like anybody will say oh it's just one guy but next year it'll be three guys the next year it'll be 10 guys and then the next year it'll be 25 and that's the way this stuff works um so with that, like hitting it up to the upslope of nine, it was so, you know, you see guys, everybody struggle with that downslope to the uphill green. And he just flicked a little wedge up there from a flat lie, um, made birdie there. So it was, it was, an imp- I was impressed with the round given he didn't putt great and he hit it really bad. So this is a small field. It's like 92, I think is where we ended up. Strength of field. 
you know, the, the, uh, some of the stats guys, data golf or some, I, I think data golf had it. Others had it. Nosferatu maybe. I mean, it's like the equivalent of the travelers championship, which, you know, the masters is never going to be the deepest field. They're not kind of loading it, backloading it with a bunch of guys that are, you know, 75th in the world. Like the other majors have the ability to with a larger field, but so it's a smaller field. We saw a lot of not necessarily big hitters at the top of the leaderboard. It's not like they're out of it. There are some in there, Xander, JT, Matthew Wolf's T5. But a lot of guys, they brought a lot of different kinds of players, I thought, were playing well. Mike Weir, I think, was under par. or is Because that's what triggered my, when you're talking about five, Bryson bombed it over. Weir was like, you know, some 20 yards short of the bunkers yeah. on, uh, on five. And, and probably struggling to get a, some sort of uh, hybrid to the green. Um, so is there anything to, why is that? It's long, it's soft. Is it just because it's a smaller field and there, there's going to be more of them to get in that mix? There, there's a, an ability of more of these old timers to get in the mix. What is it? You see, you see so, a Webb Simpson, a Westie, a Matsuyama. It's a second shot. It's an approach shot golf course, no matter yeah. what, right? Yeah, it's an approach shot. Approach play is the most important thing. And I think the one thing, obviously the long, the length hurts short players. But the one thing really soft, when it's really soft like it was today, helps short players because it keeps shot long irons closer. That long iron doesn't, so it increases the the circle in which you can land a long iron in, if that like makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like it, you go saying. from like a, a small tarp to, you know, four tarps because of the softness, because that trajectory... It doesn't matter what trajectory it comes in on, that ball's going to stop with the how soft the greens are. So my my thought is that over the next 3 or 4 days, the greens are going to get firmer. The the fairways probably won't get much fir- they'll get firmer but not much firmer, but the greens yeah. will be a spot where we'll see it get a little bit of fire by the end of the week if it doesn't rain like they like it looks like. Yeah, just because you have Lonner, uh, you know, ahead of Bryson, Larry Mize, you know, Weir, and then of course, like I mean, these guys are also extremely good at golf, like a, a Webb Simpson and a oh. uh, Matsuyama Westy. They're very good golfers, and it's not like just because they're not long doesn't mean they're exceptional world class. I I also think there's something with what we just talked about with Tiger about like him just know these guys also know how to play the golf course. Like this is a yeah. golf course that the more you play it the better you're going to get at it. And Webb Simpson talked about that because I saw in a, I think it was this post round. Somebody asked him like, what happened? Like, I, cause his last <clears throat> six rounds out there have been unbelievable. And he said, you know what? I just had to start giving the golf course more respect than I was. I wasn't hitting I wasn't thinking about where I wanted to miss shots and I would constantly miss it in the wrong spots. And this is a guy who had played there, you know, probably 30 times before he started, you know, this tour pace, you know, he finished, I think fifth last year, which was his best finish ever, but he'd never really done anything. And he just, and he's all of it. He says is because he just started, he really understand how to play the golf course. So this is like a real thing out here. And it's why Freddie couples, you know, can seemingly roll out of bed and make the (laughs) cut and did for years is because Mm -hmm. there's, this is one of the few golf courses where you can't just apply a mathematical formula on how to play it because 
certain places, if you miss it, you are dead, you know? And then when you try and play a shot like you would play everywhere else, you're just compounding your error. Yep. Any uh, coverage reactions, the my group thing, the drone, I, I, I noticed that earlier in the week. It's just, I mean, look, this isn't very... A profound statement. It's cool to see drone shots of Augusta National. That's all I'll say. It was cool to see. I was surprised they let him like shoot from the back of essentially Eisenhower cabin, just because. Yeah. Uh, you never really see those. You don't see. You, you see like the front, like a little porch, and it looks very quaint. And then you know, it was just interesting the angles they let them use and show. So well, when there aren't any fans, uh, you could use the drone way more. And I don't know what happened yeah. with the tour. Like we saw all these different angles when the tour came back and we had all the sound and then all of a sudden it just went away. Um, it was cool seeing no ropes. What did, was there anything that you noticed that was like way different? What hole stuck out to you as being looked looking so different without fans? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, two, I think, is a little weird, right? Because two really surrounds the green. You really get. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to Justin Leonard the other last night. Maybe he was talking about how, like, when you play it short right there, your ball can end up in like the kitty litter or mush, and you get like a bad, bad lie. But it's not necessarily a bad shot or a bad place to play to. But the fans are just there. Uh, nothing really jumped out, I guess. 18, of course, no, nothing jumped out. Why? Did one to jump out to you? 12, of course, like the whole Amen Corner grandstands just look. I wrote an entire article on like the five senses of Amen Corner. And so much of that, those senses are occupied by the people around you and the smells and the, and none of that's there. None of it. I mean, it, it, so 12 is a, a massive one. They just have that sweeping camera with nothing there, but kind of this green field. Uh, 12 it, and 11 green were a big one. Yeah. The, um, I'd say 18T stuck out to me. One thing that I I thought was one of the coolest things that Jeff Ogilvy said to me about 12 was in I was thinking about how guys like first timers are are lose this is the the speed how the speed of sound works how you make a putt it's one of the few places where you make a putt and then there's a yeah. couple second delay before you hear the roar um, yeah. which I think is like. <laughs> That's about as cool as you could get. Like he That's he talked sweet. about yeah. talking about that on the on the pod we did, um, and uh, and I that would I That's I don't know so cool. I, it got God. me thinking about like playing and like if you make the putt there how cool it would be you make the putt you get like your own little inner and then you hear the roar like three yeah. seconds later yeah. Yeah, you're already smiling and waiting for that roar to come. Yeah, that's pretty. That's really cool. So, um, all right. Any wardrobe complaints, issues, praise? Hey, I wanted to ask you a question. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Your boy Ricky, three under. Do you think without all the corporate hospitality, the corporate get-togethers? The you know all the, the parties, he's parties, go to. and every the appearances yeah. that usually a Masters week would would hold for him. Do you think he feels liberated this year? All he had to do was that Mercedes, you know, spiel that get this, together for Mercedes. Yeah, all he had to do was sit <laughs> in the back of a Mercedes and film that. It seemed like they filmed that commercial that this week yesterday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that's not a bad point. Because three under the Masters is like the Super Bowl in that there's every brand flies in and sets up their house and there's this parties and he's got to go 
probably glad hand and BS with them. And there's not. And it's important to note most players say no, like it's off limits. But you know, the king of activations. Did you see his wife did an activation on Instagram for a wine company? Like, if you're watching at home, this is the wine to drink. And it's just like the couple that activates together stays together. Pretty good. Pretty good uh, week for them. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's having an impact. I don't know. Uh, sure. Less less distractions around, you know, big insurance and big mortgage and all that stuff going on. Mrs. Um, I should set Mrs. Fried up with uh, Mrs. Fowler and uh, get them. They could activate together because uh, Smith you know, Devereaux. My wife's always said that she thinks the the best. You know that Masters Week. You know all the wives of golf fans should get together and just drink wine somewhere all weekend. <laughs> like they, they, you know, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> so it's yeah, a good, good idea. Maybe you start like a travel company around that, or yeah. some sort of experience company around that. Uh, any any complaints about Rodero? Paul Casey got a lot of attention. It was just kind of a terrible, terrible shirt. We don't need I to mean, add to the chorus Nike, of that, Nike, right? Just, Nike and Adidas seem to be in a competition to see who can outdo the other one with awfulness. That's a, Adidas what is we, more. What do we Adidas expect? Adidas is subtler. Adidas is worse because it's like they're not trying to be. I think Nike is attempting to be garish, attempting to be like a little bit of a shock value, attempt to be bold. Adidas isn't even attempting to be bold, and they look horrendous. They're just they they, they look worse almost. So DJ, I don't know. They just add lines without with reckless abandon. They add color ch- schemes with that reckless abandon changes in color schemes with rec. I'm no fashion expert. I just think DJ shouldn't look like a footlocker, you know, employee or something <laughs> like that. So uh, yeah, I told what? you the story about when I saw the, the Nike hat that like got just ridiculed. Remember that? Like that, like almost like tie dye Nike hat that the guy that every Nike player wore in one of the majors last year. Yes, yes. I told yes. I think I told this story online. I was at a rooftop <laughs> pool bar in the, in Chicago and my waiter uh-huh. had that hat on. And I was like, "Oh, where where'd you get that hat?" Cuz it it was after a you know, you'd see it at a major everybody on the internet was making fun of it. And he was like, "Oh, man, I saw it at the store down the street. Isn't it sweet?" And I was like, "You know what? In this setting? Yeah, it's sweet." You know, I feel like Nike <laughs> knows that they have this mass audience. It's not like all hardcore golfers that are on Twitter complaining about the outfit. They've got this mass audience that is casual golfers that might like this stuff. It's not it's not my style, but they're they are they're putting these people in these awful outfits in my opinion, but they appeal to other people apparently. <sighs> Did you see Sandy Lyle's explanation for suspenders? Like uh, he can't can we... keep it. He's sick. He's he's sick and tired of his shirt coming untucked, and he's figured out this. He's. I was like, I keep putting my grubby hands in my pants to to tuck my shirt back in, and then it comes untucked. And uh, so the suspenders. He goes, it's not. This isn't a fashion parade. It's not a fashion statement. There's there's form to it. There's function, I should say, function to it. Uh, you, uh, there's a utility to the suspenders beyond just looking like a. I a, loved an advanced. It. That, I loved it. He looks great. That's a perfect 63-year-old man response. That's, hey, you know, I wear this to cut my lawn because I <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. It's comfortable. <laughs> it's breathable. That's it why I wear it. It's the job this. done. Yeah. It's the job done. 
Uh, all right, should we do a little? So we're Thursday night. It's a little harder. We usually do this. It's harder without a completion around. Make miss cut. All right. Who, who do you got? Jordan Spieth is Jordan Spieth is two over. He's t seventy two. Does he make cut. the cut? Now it's top fifty. No, no ten shot. No ten shot. Miss cut. Top fifty of I guess it's ninety two. Ha- so Spieth MC. Why? Seventy four. I. You know, I I, I ride with my my good friend Deep Friday. Just let the guy play around. Don't the, all these people are you know mushing him. As soon as he makes a birdie, everybody acts like it's <laughs> like just leave him alone. Yeah, here's another one that seems the, so. Those, I, I would agree. those people I I said to Deep Friday, all the people are they're sleeping in hyperbolic chambers. That's yeah. Not a hyperbaric, a hyperbolic. Favorite misstatements. That that one got a lot of play. A lot of, a lot of feedback around the hyperbolic chamber. All right, I agree with you on speed. It's hard for him to miss the Masters cut. I mean, it's hard. It's not a huge field. What but, about Rory? Uh, <coughs> missing the cut? He's, he's not going to miss the cut. Right now, if he they cut it right now, he's outside the cut. That's not going to happen. All right. That's, he's even par. He's got 13, 15 ahead of him. Probably not ideal. He's going to be playing out of the bunker at 10 and then have 11, you know, early at 7.30. Not ideal, but he's not missing the cut. So That's ridiculous. Typically, the way you calculate a cut is you take the cut, what the cut would be today, which would be one under, and then you yeah. multiply it by two. So it it looks like it'll be two under. Just so you know, that's what we're. I I would base my expected cut off of. Okay. Hmm. Kokrak, okay. your boy. What's he at? One my under. Boy. Yeah, he'll make the cut. He'll make the cut. What about wounded duck? How many duck? holes does he have? Or is he done? Wounded duck and Larry Mize. Well, they're gonna make the cut. They're good. How Larry Mize is like T twenty or something. He's two T21. under. He's what you... on what probably will be the cut line. He has to shoot even par or better tomorrow. I don't think that's bullish. I think that's a little bullish. I think one under is a good number there. I'm just There's telling you lot. how cuts usually work. Okay. What about this? Is how uh, how how bona fide tour pros calculate gotcha. the cuts in their head? I gotcha. What about Brooksy? He's two over. He's T seventy two with speed. He's on the tenth. Uh, he's completed ten holes. So and he's got he's two got, par fives. So let's just he's say two over. Let's just say he plays. He bogeyed. You know, bogey ten, and I don't know where he hit his drive on eleven. But uh, so let's just say he's in the fairway. I you got to figure he's going to birdie one of thirteen and fifteen, and maybe one other hole. I think he shoots even par. He's got par. another round, he by the way. He shoots even par. You know, we're talking like he's only got eight holes. I'm, I'm, I'm all just, confused. He's got, I, he's got 27. I don't know. Holes, I don't know how to feel about Brooksy. It's not definitely not over. a major change. He needs to shoot like, I think he needs to shoot four under on tomorrow, those eight holes to have a real chance in the tournament. Let's do a head-to-head speed, Brooksy, make the cut. I'll take speed. You can take Brooksy. Or I, rest I of the, odds, what about but, rest of the tournament? Uh, not rest of the tournament. Make the cut. You, know, you really think Spieth's going to make the cut? I think he'll have a good second round. Come back Friday. We'll get those those feels. I, I have no that, basis to say he'll that. He'll get that T T forty two that he 
It's been Brenda Todd two over through seven. Not making seems like he's not going. (laughs) Seems like that weightlifting accident. He's trying to be Bryson and broke his foot. (laughs) The weightlifting accident. Uh, Colin Morikawa. He's even so far. He's got you know twenty-seven holes to play. He's gonna make the cut these days. Okay. What about you? That's it. The big ones, I think, are uh, Brooks. What about Larry? Larry and Weir. I don't think Mike Weir is going to make the cut. I think there could be a real kind of snap back down to earth Friday afternoon as they play. What about Longer? I mean, he'd really have to. Isn't he T13 or something like that? He's three under, but he's got he's got the front nine. He's got to play the front oh, nine. And Friday in this whole second round. So I don't know. That's that's a. I'd say it's unlike. Uh, I'd say it's unlikely he misses the cut. Weir, I've got a lot less confidence in. Larry Mize is one forty-five ball speed. Could be an issue for the second round. What do you think JT All is right. going to end up shooting? Five under through ten. In the f- first round. Oh, are we looking um, at a sixty-three? No, 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 no. Let's say sixty-five at best. Sixty-five at best. Does he have a bogey yet? He bogeyed seven. Bogey seven. Uh. Yeah, 65. I'll go. With. I think he's going to shoot 63. Really? Early morning, softer course, just go Par out there fives. and get 13 and 15? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I don't know. What, what was your favorite moment of the day? And on the- favorite favorite moment of the day. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Bryson kind of Futzing around in the in the bushes on eleven on thirteen. That's funny. That's pretty good. The search party's on there. Just I mean, you're playing with them. You want nothing to do. Like you don't want to be. It's like Louis really want to be messing. Louis, you know, he's a green thumb. Maybe he wants to be over there, kind of digging the dirt like he's on the farm. Uh, but yeah, that that was that was a pretty amusing and great way to kind of kick in kick into gear. What about you? Westy's second shot on five uh, is an iconic Westy shot. Honestly, you know, it was was just like pure Westy just flagged it. And then I just, it was cool on not coming up nine, which was his last hole tiger. Like just how smiley he was like how happy he was like, that was a cool moment too. Yep. Uh, It was great. It was a great watch. It was the world sucks right now. Uh, but I like didn't think about any of that for a long time. And that doesn't mean like it makes the world any better, but I was just totally engrossed in the whole thing. Right. I mean, how it looks that it was pretty, that we were getting it at all, that the the play was amusing and interesting and fun. And yeah, I just thought it was, it was a really good first day to the masters. Other, other favorite moments, Bubba's mud balls, you know, <laughs> he's acting like nobody, nobody else is getting them. And then, then Patrick Reed birdie in the last two holes. That just made me so happy. I he's yeah, he's well within range. I would say That's, I wasn't really being serious there, but I know not your favorite. I know it wasn't your favorite moment. So, all right, everyone, enjoy your Thursday nights. Enjoy your Friday mornings. We'll be back. We got seven thirty golf. We'll be back Friday night. Maybe have a few guests. We'll sprinkle in over the weekend. Yeah, um, the hurricane might return. The hurricane may return. Thank God the hurricane cleared out of 
no rain. We got three days. It really wasn't looking good there for a while. So, all right. Enjoy your Thursday nights. We'll be back with you on a Friday night.